Chapter Four of Famous Assassinations of History by Francis Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four: Assassinations of Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, A.D. thirty-seven to sixty-eight. At the time of the assassination of Julius Caesar, the Roman people, and especially the higher classes, had reached a degree of perversity and degeneracy which appears to the modern reader almost incredible. They had become utterly unfit for self-government. The most atrocious public and private vices in both sexes had taken the place of the civic virtues and the private honor for which the ancient Roman had been famous the world over in public life corruption venality and bribery were general a public office-holder was synonymous with a robber of the public treasury nepotism prevailed to an alarming degree and the ablest men were unceremoniously pushed aside for the incapable descendants of the nobility in times like those only the very strongest hand and the sternest character and mind can restrain the masses from falling into anarchy and civil war and impose on society moderation and the rule of law the assassination of caesar had a most demoralizing effect on the roman people the hand of the master who might have controlled the unruly masses and restrained the degenerate nobility lay palsied in death the giant intellect which had embraced the civilized world in its dream of establishing a universal monarchy thought no more and the results were chaos anarchy and civil war the absence of the master mind was lamentably felt his heirs were unable to control the wild elements which the assassins had set free and for many years rapine bloodshed murder and spoliation ruled supreme throughout the vast extent of the roman republic until finally in the year thirty b c octavianus augustus caesar's nephew succeeded in establishing that imperium of which caesar had dreamed and for which his genius and his victories had paved the way the imperial era beginning with a display of magnificence and splendor both in military achievements and literary production soon degenerated into an era of crime which at least in the highest classes of society has never been equaled in history its worst feature was perhaps the utter degradation and depravity of the women even of the highest classes and their readiness to sacrifice everything chastity shame name and reputation to the gratification of their passions soon the women excel the men in assassinating by poison or dagger their victims or rivals augustus the first emperor showed on the throne much less cruelty than he had manifested as a triumvir but livia drusilla his third wife was the first of those female monsters on the throne of the caesars livia agrippina messalina domitia who never shrank from murder if by blood or poison they could rid themselves of a rival or an obstacle to their criminal ambition livia who wished tiberius her son by a former marriage to be the successor of augustus on the imperial throne caused marcellus the husband of julia daughter of augustus and also julia's two sons to be poisoned and by these crimes secured the succession for tiberius she is also suspected of having poisoned augustus himself 
Tiberius, the second of the Roman emperors, lives immortal in history rather by his crimes than by his valorous deeds. So does Caligula the third and Claudius the fourth and Nero the fifth emperor, who were all assassinated after comparatively short reigns, but who had exhausted all forms of cruelty and crime, while their wives, Messalina, Agrippina, and Poppy, will live in history forever as the unrivaled types of female depravity. Above all, Messalina, the wife of Claudius, who ruled from the year 41 to the year 54 of the Christian era, became notorious for every species of vice. In her libidinous and voluptuous excesses, as well as in the demoniacal conception of her murderous plots against her enemies, she was easily first and foremost, the real empress of the vicious and fallen women of Rome. She became their open rival in the houses of ill fame in her capital, she contended with them for the palm of obscenity and prostitution, and vanquished them all unless the great historians of rome had recorded these excesses as facts abundantly substantiated by irrefutable testimony the reports would have been relegated to the domain of fable because they are too revolting to be believed without sufficient authority can the human mind conceive for instance an act of greater criminal insolence than that which the empress messalina committed by marrying publicly and under the very eyes of the capital a young roman aristocrat caius silius for whom she was inflamed with an adulterous passion while her husband the emperor was but a few miles away at ostia and yet tacitus a stern and truthful historian records this as an undeniable fact adding that future generations will be loath to believe it when in the year sixty eight a d nero expired by the dagger of a freedman courage having failed him to commit suicide the family of caesar the great became extinct even in its adopted members only one hundred and twelve years had elapsed since the greatest of the romans had fallen by the daggers of the republican conspirators but that short period had sufficed to subvert the republic and to erect a despotic empire on its ruins to flood the vast territory of rome which embraced the entire civilized world with streams of blood to place imbeciles and assassins on the throne of the caesars and to adorn the brows of courtesans and prostitutes their partners in crime and depravity with the imperial diadem never before in human history had human depravity and human lust displayed themselves more shamelessly never before had the beast in man shown its innate cruelty so boldly and so openly as during the reigns of these five roman emperors it is almost a consolation for the sorrowing mind to read that tiberius was choked to death that caligula was beaten down and stabbed that claudius was killed by a dish of poisonous mushrooms and that nero the last of caesar's dynasty was helped to his untimely death by the poignard of a freedman quick assassination was all too light a punishment for these monsters of iniquity who had so often feasted their eyes on the tortures of their innocent victims End of chapter four